Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up, watch old bandit run. Well, hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Debbie Matthews in uh, this morning at Three Dudes in a View. And normally I'm uh, a special guest on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but uh, Clayton Harris and Delk Kennedy both got bit by the same bug, and they are sick, sick, sick. I'm hoping Clayton can at least jump on Zoom here in just a few minutes, but um, these guys are under the weather, so send up a little prayer or take them some Lipton soup or something because they're feeling it feeling it bad this morning but I am joined with uh, dude number one Jim York Jim good morning good morning Debbie how's the world treating you good morning the the world I'm far blessed more than I deserve that's for sure how are you doing Jim good 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 that's awesome brisk morning this morning you know it is fantastic our little jewel box is shining Columbia looks good it looks good on us it looks good out there so so excited for that so um i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna start off uh this morning that to tell everyone i'm trying to get don uh burgess in from columbia power and water i've been getting a lot of questions about the uh $300,000 grant that's just been awarded to columbia for electric cars the electric car uh recharging systems so i wanted to let people to know to tune in i'm gonna try to see if we can get him not on the show today but uh a show uh in the next couple of weeks but i ran into him yesterday at a murray alliance um coffee and i said tell me tell me where these are going to go in and how it's going to work and so just in quick notes, because we didn't have a lot of time and there were a lot of people around, it sounds like there's going to be two charging stations down off of East 7th, down where Mule Fest took place. And I think it's going to be two uh, separate units that I think it's a um, 62 volt, and I may be getting the voltage wrong, but it's 62 whatever percentage it is uh per uh per charging unit so there's two each so if one car is there it can actually charge off of both which would be double the voltage or two charges uh if there's two cars there then it's 62 per each one um and you will put your debit card or whatever in and you will pay for the electric charge but he said normally if it's just a one charge it could take up to two hours to charge so that's all i know for sure and just wanted to share that out this morning that we're going to get more information on that grant and uh that's what i know so far on that so do you have anything about that jim do you know anything no, about that going around I, I don't know anything but i think it's a good idea to get those charging stations in place for people who have electric vehicles you know uh i know when i was working in tacoma washington uh, of course, it was a utility. They, they've been using electric vehicles for several years. You know, and they had charging stations at their work locations. So some of the hotels had charging stations available. 
for those with electric vehicles. So, you know, to run little errands and stuff, the power company was setting an example. They were using electric vehicles, and that's a good thing. It reduces the emissions problem, you know? Yep. Uh, yep. Debbie, did I hear you say a two-hour charge time for, if there's one car? No, if there's two cars, I think the 62 voltage, it's going to take two hours to charge one. That's a little unwieldy, isn't it? It is. I mean, but, it's going to be tough, but that's... Uh, I think that's that's I hope what the I'm tech- not the second or third car in line. <laughs> no, it's only going to do two. Char- you know, you think about three hundred thousand dollars for two cars. Um, you know, to pay it, I guess they'll figure out how it pays itself back as people use it with their ATM. I think the biggest question was is who pays for the electricity for the charge since it's in a downtown uh, public space, et cetera. That's what people's concerns had been on the phone calls. Put your credit card in. That's what that's Yeah, what I, don't, I don't see a problem. We pay for gas that's like right. that now. That's, so, so that's I what mean, they, they do. Absolutely. That, that, that part, I don't see a problem at all. Uh, like I said, the, the and this has been one of my objections to the electric car you know, bad push right now yeah. is the amount of time it takes to charge for the distance you can go and then you then you're stuck and it, you're, you're stuck for a while and uh whereas with our with our current uh, uh gasoline cars three to five minutes i got another 400 miles right and, and i can pick up and go uh when they solve that problem i may be a little more open to the idea Right, but uh, until that problem is solved, I, I just don't see that to be a viable solution to our to our problem. I know my husband was looking at people the F one fifty or F four hybrids, though. Well, the, I was gonna say people, people need, might start purchasing the hybrids, uh, uh, Mike, because you can use the battery for a while and then you can use gas for a while. Well, I think I think technology leads the way, and I think that the private market leads the way. I don't want government telling us we're going to eliminate a whole energy source and you have to do this. People bought Prius. They bought hybrids because they chose to and the market came up to meet them with a great product. And that's what capitalism and open free markets should do. And right now it's producing, Debbie. That's what you got. You left with whatever's available. But Jim producing like they say in California, they're going to stop producing gasoline vehicles in California. Well, that's the government saying that. And I think that that's a mistake because this last week, they have 1% of electric vehicles, Jim, in California right now. 1% of the population. And then this past week, they told them not to charge their cars. Now, imagine if absolutely 100% were on there, on the grid. I just don't think... I don't I, I, I don't see the problem with fuel. I don't see the problem with making fuel cleaner. I don't see the problem with hybrids. But when you eliminate a whole energy source, especially America is has run on oil. It's been an oil-producing uh, energy source. And now, for some reason, we are just putting the brakes on that and going completely to batteries. And batteries are not environmentally uh, clean to, um, to develop or to recycle. I mean, it's going to probably cause more economic damage than fuel long-term. So that's it, where I stand on it. not having a problem in Japan and China doing it. They, they have. I think what, China started 15 coal plants this week, Jim. But, they started but 15 still, coal plants this week. They're still reducing the vehicle uh, emissions. So they got uh, like Jiffy Lube places that you can pull in, change out a battery in four minutes, and keep going. Cost you $150 a month. Say that again. You're saying that they have a. They have. They have, they have available facilities that change out batteries for cars that's an that that's a gas pull. it's like, car. It's like that's a, a gas it's like car a jiffy it's no it's like a jiffy lube 
place. You pull in. They change the battery out of your car in four minutes, and you on the way. So, so tell me how. Know, tell me how they're charging. Thing. Then how come batteries to put in a new car is twelve to twenty five thousand dollars, Jim, and they're charging one hundred fifty dollars a month? I That's just don't believe that. Country. That's in this country. I don't know what they're charging in okay. Japan and China. I'm going to ask my friend Google when we break about that. I'm about to Google that because I've never heard that. And right now, China, most people don't have a car. They don't have the freedom to get in a car and go anywhere they want to. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask my friend Google about that and see if that's yeah, true. Yeah, ask Google. I will. Verify. I will. Japan has <clears throat> got those, those battery charge places that they're doing Good things. Japan's always leading in technology, so they're experimenting and doing the best they can. Well, I believe all energies should be available to us in all forms. And when we eliminate one, we're just eliminating our power base of who we are as a country and going to be subservient to other people. I have a lot of worry about the battery thing. But uh, I did want to give a shout-out to Mike. Mike, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Mike, y'all, y'all don't ever see Mike much on here. He's not on camera, but he's running the board. But let me tell it's probably you probably a good thing they don't well, see me on camera. No, but this is one of the finest human beings I've ever met. And I just want to say, you know, it's the little things, Mike. When he gets here in the morning, he fills the coffee pot up with water, and he leaves us a, a, a K-cup sitting next to it so we can get it. It's the little things in this life, Mike. That is the nicest thing ever, and it makes a huge difference in my day. So I just want to thank you. And all of you out there doing little things for other people know that they're appreciated. So let's just do a lot of little things for everybody. Um, and, again, we're going to send some good vibes out to Clayton and, and Delk because whatever's going around, I at mean, the strep throat is going around. And and I've heard this strep is a weird strand of strep going on. Jim, have you been sick? Jim? Thank God, no. Okay, right. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, so there's a lot of people that have had strep. There's a lot of people that are getting, I guess, uh, the flu. And uh, COVID's still going around. And so people, there's a lot of people sick. I know that's for sure. And it's it's not fun. So it, it always happens around this time when school starts to begin, you know, a lot of folks interacting with each other. Things start to transfer from one person to another. So you're going to have things during this part of the year that uh, expands uh, the the illness list, you know? Yeah, that was uh, that was the, our experience a lot of times as teachers. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, there'd be a wave uh, of some kind of sickness, whether it was strep or something. And then uh, about the middle uh, about the middle of the year, around Christmas, you know, either side of Christmas uh, would be, you know, especially Just, January when everybody's gone home, it's cold weather, so everybody's staying inside, they're staying, and they're interacting close to Christmas, they're interacting with everybody, right. and they come back and they carry whatever they've got, uh, you know, uh, in, into the school, and, and we have another wave about January, February, and, and stuff like that. That wave has been happening ever since I started teaching, and, you know, the kids develop. Some you know most most of the kids develop an immunity to it uh, right. to well, some to some extent. You well, know, it's granted. a good thing for them to interchange yeah. their germs. So well, to, to, yeah, to, yeah, to to some extent, and it's helped. Uh, uh, that was one thing I found interesting in the uh, research, uh, a little research I did with the 1918 flu pandemic. Right. 
the the government finally figured out that it was better yes. for kids to go to school yes. than it was to stay at home. Yeah. It builds their immune uh, system, uh, to, right? To build that herd immunity that Absolutely. everyone kept referring yeah. to. Uh, plus, at the time, it was it was getting them out of the house where a lot of the sickness was and getting them away from them, and they could control the environment at school, right. uh, making you know, teach them to wash their hands and keep the area cleaner and and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, there's this, this sickness wave is a is a common phenomenon. It's it's something that you just can't escape in school. Uh, you you learn to deal with it. You learn to move on, and uh, you you limit you 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 limit it as much as you can. You know, sometimes, occasionally in the winter, we got to have a flu day here and there, just like we have snow days and stuff right. like that. Uh, but uh, it, it's something that's been going on for a long, long time. There's a there's a story out there. Speaking of of controlling the hygiene and everything. There's a story that's been around where uh, it used to be science told physicians not to wash their utensils after surgery or anything they did with one patient to the next. And a scientist came out and said, uh, no, I think you need to I think you need to wash your your utensils, your your surgery um, scalpels, et cetera. And they told him, no, that is not the science. Even though people are living longer with you, they're no, that's not the science. So I just kept keep going back to that every time is that we have to use our own dang common sense, even though there's nothing common about sense anymore. And uh, yeah, I think that gentleman's yeah. name was Listerine. So, no, maybe no. I have to. Was Listerine that was originally a surgical anesthetic. Surgical antiseptic. Right. Before yeah. it was a mouthwash. Right. right. <laughs> well, but this, I don't think that's the physician's name. I'm going to find that story because I just thought that that was so interesting when everybody's going, believe the science. And it's like, uh, yeah, depending on the day. So, anyway, we're going to take we a come break. Back, let's talk about money again. I got some information oh, on money. And I want to talk about migrants going to Martha's Vineyard. That's what I want to talk about. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? 
Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch our bandit run. Southern Middle Tennessee, it's Debbie Matthews filling in for Delk Kennedy today on Three Dudes with a View, and uh, Delk and Clayton are out sick with the croup. Um, Delk said it may be COVID. He, the, he doesn't know for sure, but isn't he that, may isn't, be. Isn't that the, the common now is, I'm going to go to the doctor and see what it is. It may Maybe, be COVID. You know, it may be. You yeah. know, test, yeah. Only the test will tell for sure. Well, I, I, I hate that they're sick. I hate that we're missing them yeah. this morning because we are missing them, and it's a great day, and it's the last day of the show this week, as he always says, because it is Thursday, right? That's right. I have to ask All people day what day it is anymore. At least so until busy. midnight. At least till midnight. Yeah. So that's good. So anyway, we are joined with one of my favorite people, Jim York. Jim, you there? Good morning. Good you are morning, the, the dude number morning, one. Mike, Mike. It's hey, good hey. it's good to be with you, Jim. Good morning. Um so you said you wanted to talk about money? Yeah, I want to talk about money. You know, yesterday we had Scott come on here with breaking news mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. seventeen million dollars that Tennessee was gonna spend from broadband and my and I need him to come back on this program and clarify. Maybe he made a mistake because I'm finding that $500 million the state intends to use is COVID recovery funds money. 
And I asked him specifically, was it Tennessee money or was it federal money? He failed to say it was federal money. Well, and 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 I don't, and you know, I don't know. This happened on August fourth, by the way. Decisions made on August fourth, and um, if you're going to make statements that are untrue or mislead the public, we need to verify that. And, well, uh, I know that's Scott is I don't, Scott I don't is listening. A lot of lot of a lot of, uh, lot of no, folks start, no say politics. what you started to say. You started to say, I don't trust a lot of Republicans, is what you started well, to say. I, well, I don't trust a lot of Republicans either, you know, because well, they don't give the truth. They, they won't. They'll come on and give you a big statement about something that's happening. And then when you find out, it's not what it, what really happened. But Jim, you know? the thing is, is that you are dead so dead set that it not be state money. That there's not one good thing that could come out of the state. That it has to come from the federal government to save us, to save well, us. And that well, is not is. the case. It is not the case. Seventeen million coming from the state and five hundred million coming from taxpayers across the nation. Okay, so you know, just say it. If you if you're getting federal money, say you're getting federal money. And if you're not getting federal money, then say you're dollar, not getting federal money. 40, Forty cents of every dollar that Tennessee spends is a federal dollar. That's and that federal is money. federal money that we send up to come back to us at only forty cents. That sucks. I'm sorry. Well, how much do you <laughs> spend compared to the forty cents you get back? You do you, okay. So cents. so okay. So I had a really good year last year. Okay. And good. I uh, no, had, no, 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 no. I had a really good year, and a lot of people have a really good year, but that doesn't mean every year's good. Okay, I had, I had to send the federal government over two hundred thousand dollars. That's good. No, no, that's not you good. Your fair share. You that, is that my, is share. that my fair share? I don't drive on the streets any more than you do, Jim. You do. I don't do. I don't get any more services than you do. No. But I'm saying, okay. Now let let, let me ask you a question though. Is it fair that only forty percent of that forty cents of that money come back to Tennessee? I would prefer a hundred percent of my dollar be spent in Tennessee, and even better, be sent to Murray County or the City of Columbia for direct use. That's well, how we I would to like to pay my taxes. Laws. Well, we need to change listen, the laws. that's a gut punch. You know, that is, I could have employed four people with really great salaries, but instead it was sent off into the ether and wasted going to God knows where for gender studies in Pakistan. I am not well, happy. Well, I am not happy. I am not happy about that. that I am not happy. That's why FEMA was in Waverly. That's why FEMA was in Kentucky. That's I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. doing all the things. Things they need to because yeah, you send your fair share. I'm I, listen. I'm trying to channel. Oh, I've put a wing, or I've helped put a wing on the Smithsonian. Oh, I'm paying for VA benefits. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm trying to to remember that. And then I get a call from somebody that is living out on Williamsport Pike in a subdivision that hasn't gotten his mail delivered in three weeks. Now I know there's other people in this community that have not gotten their mail delivered. Okay, this particular person is a VA person, and they only send his medicine through the mail. And he is not getting his medicine. They've tried to go down here and deal with it with the postmaster. I mean, we got a problem that we're spending our money and sending it, and we're not getting the services that we're just. I know that it's short staffed at the. I know it's short staffed at the post office. I know they're trying to hire, but we got an issue. We've got some that's issues why, going that's on. That's why Biden needs to get rid of DeJoy, who was appointed by Trump. He's the head of the Postal Service. Oh, okay. 
Well, and, and the board of directors just hasn't. They let him hang on, just just like they let Joe. Durham this is hang not. On. This is not something that is one one term issue. I mean. Uh, yes, how you no. run the postal service? The postal. How he's running the postal. Uh, if I remember Trump's history right, if yeah. he was back, if he was still in office, that guy would have been fired he a long time ago. Of, yeah, absolutely. You know, Trump. He's, Trump was quick to pull the trigger right. if you weren't getting the yeah, job you done. You have to do. You have to do your job. And and I I am feeling for people that are not getting their mail. I mean, then. Then the people that I'm talking about that didn't have their mail delivered for three weeks and medicines not delivered, uh, they went to the post office and it was all piled in the back in, in just a pile. So it got straightened out for maybe a week and then it's right back to what it is. So they did a test. They put a envelope in the mailbox on one day. Was well, a week later, it's still sitting there and hasn't been picked back up. They, they we've got an issue here that we've got to well, deal they with. They need to go complain to the. They board. have Jim, but it's a federal they, agency they, they that gets Washington. nothing done. No, they can no. call higher than the local office. They can. Call it just needs to be Washington. turned over to private. It needs to be privatized. I'm it afraid. Doesn't need to be privatized. We really would be in a pickle then. I, I, I don't Every know. Every solution for GOP I don't know. is privatized. I, I tell you, FedEx and privatized Social Security. FedEx and you, FedEx and UPS are getting stuff to me, Jim. That's for sure. You paying okay? for it too, aren't you? Well, I'm not paying that much more, and if I have to wait You're on medicines, not paying medicines, fifty-five cents for it either, are you? Well, fifty-five cents has carried it for a long time. This is what I think that bothers me most. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to check in with my feelings here. We are losing. We are losing the stalwart things in this country that were were dependable. At least we thought they were dependable. Sometimes you had a glitch, but it, I could put a birthday card in the mail and know it was going to get somewhere in three days or f- five days or two days if it were in town. But I can't I can't trust that anymore. And that's a that's a that's a undercut cutting of all the things that we as a country had always just taken as face value. Like we're going to have safe and secure borders, right? We're going to have less crime in the street. I'm watching videos out of Chicago and New York today where you cannot even walk without being shot, raped, knived, etc. That woman that cut that that woman that macheted somebody last week in New York City had macheted somebody like twenty other individuals before that, and she was back on the street we had a guy that cut a woman's head off in san francisco in the middle of the daylight in the middle of the street and he was illegal and had What's had, had and it was back and he was back all of it jim is that we do not have stable what? secured structure infrastructure anymore when and that bothers me it bothers me are you head so, of the postal service that's a contractor that's done contract for the Postal Service with a failing company, and he gets the top job. That's what happens to your mail service. It's, Jim, it's this has crony, been going on. It's a crony appointment by Donald Trump that calls your postal service. I want to know why you're not outraged. That I want to know why you're not outraged that this is not being fixed. I don't understand why it's always Trump's fault or somebody else. He is not the one that is going into work every day to do this. And again, we have postal people that are working around the clock. We're seeing people out at 7, 8 o'clock at night. They've got a staffing issue. But if you've got a staffing issue... You ever heard of turnover, Debbie? You ever heard of turnover? Oh my gosh, Jim. Turnover is when you have a lot of experienced employees (laughs) leave the uh, workforce, then they hire temporaries or they hire People who are learning the job. A lot of the temporaries 
are on a day-to-day basis. They don't care whether the mail rolls or not. They want their paycheck. So we need to fix that problem. If you well, don't hire permanent employees, hire permanent employees. Don't hire temporaries. But somehow people think hiring temporaries so you can mistreat them and abuse them is the way to go. So you're, you don't get you think that the post either. office is abusing their employees? They could be. Well, that's you what know, you're if, saying if is that that's people, the reason. If they have an experienced people retire and leave, that might be happening. Jim. We've got an issue. The post office has an issue that they need staffing. But at the same time, you've got a neighborhood that's getting uh, overlooked for three weeks. It's not like, hey, there's other postal carriers. We may have to let we may have to let another uh, neighborhood go a day without this so we can make sure that Fieldstone gets their mail at least once during a week because we've got a carrier out. We've got to manage that if you have a staffing issue and it's not being managed. Well, the so, way but it's do that is follow protocol. Go to the postmaster and complain. They have, Jim. They, they're not calling me because they haven't gone over there and complained. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I had a passport that was sent back. Yes. And I and, and I and the contact was made with the local postmaster. That didn't change and we went higher up to Washington DC. And I don't think that postmaster is at the same spot. That was in my New Orleans office. Okay. Well I'll tell the VA, I'll t- tell the veteran who's not getting his meds because the Veteran Association insists on his meds coming through the mail. He can't get a regular prescription because they're going to that. So they're dealing with two federal agencies right now that's not serving the way that they should be. So that, That's even so, more crucial that he goes to that postman. They have been there, Jim. They have been there. They have been there. They have been there. Well, okay. we need to call Scott Sapickney and see what he right. can do. I'm, we're going to put Scott on it. We're going to put uh, Mark Green on it. we got to put somebody on it because people are not getting the services. But I, I go back to it's every institution right now. Every institution, every institution I've Yes, maybe. Jim. Oh, my gosh. Things okay. happen. I get, I get my neighbor's mail occasionally, and I walk over and give her her mail. I mean, occasionally things happen. So I don't know what the situation is with this particular person okay. by not getting the mail. But certainly it can be resolved if if you get the right people involved. Okay. Well, I'm trusting their ability to perform because they're business folks here in this community, and they're having a problem. So we're going to try to help him get that fixed somehow, some way, because, again, it's it's the institutions of all things, whether it's the border, crime in our streets, our mail not getting delivered, or our voting to me, you know, this Black Lives Matter leader in Memphis that was finally uh, uh, in court and received six years for her voting fraud. Uh, I, I think she was caught voting six times and she was a felon. Yeah, says activists nah, nah, who founded nah, Black Lives Matter nah, Memphis nah, nah, nah. is sentenced to six that's, years of that's prison. An erroneous report. It is for six years in prison for illegally voting when she was still on bro- probations for felonies, that, including that, that stalking. Was, Pamela, Mo- Pamela Moses, 44, was sentenced to six years in prison for vote fraud after for, she for illegally even, registered to vote. Even not, she did not vote. She'd she have voted six times. Vote. She registered to vote, but she also was caught with vo- casting six Six ballots. By her probation officer that she could vote, and she 
registered to vote, and then they Then why did she get her. six years yesterday, six Jim? Years. They gave her six the years. the justice system is not fair. You know that, and I know that. Okay, so another institution that's that's not working. They, they had they had the guy that voted for his wife in the last election up in Arizona. She had been dead five years, mm-hmm. and, and he only got a, a, a couple of uh, weeks of, of, of incarceration. Well, I tell you one thing that I'm gleefully happy about. By the way, I'm gleefully happy that Greg Abbott. You know, the Queen has a saying: "I have to be seen to believe." I have to be seen to believe. And Greg Abbott is using that in Texas, saying illegal immigration, if you live north and you don't think it's a problem and it's out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, I'm going to put it in your sight. You're going to have to see it to believe it. Because yesterday he sent two plane loads of people to Martha's Vineyard of illegal immigrants because he's not getting any help on the border that he needs. And that, to me, is one of the, the greatest things ever that just to try to get something fixed, some attention, somehow, it's uh, it's magnificent. So when the when the Democratic Party tries to have a humane way of dealing with people that come to this country, it looks like everybody on the right wants to have a a, a, a freak out. Well, this I isn't mean, an inhumane. Eric Adams starts sending all of his people that gets out of prison in New York to Texas. You'd you'd have a, a, an abomination of things going on. Wait a second, I Jim. Mean, wait, wait, wait. First of all, there is about to be a mass exodus of all felons and things out of Illinois prisons. They're about to just do a turnstile out, and those people are not going to stay in Illinois. They're going to come to Tennessee. They're going to come to Kentucky. They're going to come to Point South. These people, I'm telling you, when you release them. And they're going to float everywhere. They're going to float everywhere. You're going to do like the people at Martha Vineyard. Greet the immigrants. Try to find a place for them. Right. And they're not being humane. They're being going to Martha's Vineyard. That's not inhumane. That is going. Inhumane is in Texas when you just pile them up on a bus to try to get them out of your state. They took a plane. They took. First of all, they're having to sign that they want to travel, and they're and then they go. But taking a plane to Martha's Vineyard is is. Uh, not being mean to somebody, I promise. So we're yeah, going to take a break. But that's and we'll, good free transportation for them. They're going where they want to go we'll, anyway because we'll go they got on. relatives in those areas. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Do you love antique and estate jewelry? Then mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, October 6th and 7th for Tillis Jewelry Annual Antique and Estate Event. Jewelry in every price point in all periods. The Victorian Art Deco and even the Fun Retro. Over a million dollars of inventory, so I'm sure you will find something you will love. It only happens once a year, so you'll want to bring a friend to Tillis Jewelry. Two days only, Friday, October 6th, Saturday, October 7th. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. How about a win? How about a win? How about a win with top prizes? How about a bid for a win and a play for quick bucks? How about a win? About a win with a win and a bid for one dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar quick games, the best cash games around. How about a win? About a win with a win and sold at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Try the new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. They're loaded with top prizes from fifty up to five thousand dollars. Get them before they're going, going, gone. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. One lucky Powerball player will ring in the new year with a million-dollar win. Powerball's New Year's Rockin' Eve VIP experience is back with a chance for you and a guest to score the trip of a lifetime to New York City for New Year's Eve. Win exclusive access to epic events and a chance to be the first Powerball millionaire of 2023. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Enter your Powerball tickets at tnvivrewards.com by October 30th. The Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Debbie Matthews filling in for Delk Kennedy and Clayton Harris this morning on Three Dudes with a View. I'm normally special guest only on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but uh, it's today. Me and Jim York are carrying the weight by ourselves, and uh, we're so glad you all are tuning in for the last 15 minutes of the show. And Jim, good morning. Good morning, Debbie. Being good dude morning, number one. Audience. Yes, isn't that great? 
You know, I travel a lot of distance away from here, and you would not believe how many people come up and say, I listen to Three Dudes with a View. And I'm like, really? That's so awesome. So um, it's a... it's a great thing Delt's doing, making sure his hometown radio station is loud and proud and heard throughout Middle Tennessee. It's a great asset to Columbia, and I'm so thankful that it is here and thriving. Uh, I know most people are. And um, we got to hear about the ball games this week, right? Coach, do you know what's going on ball game wise uh, this week? Let's see. Central. I know Central's on the road uh, to Nolansville this week and then uh, our game of the week we'll be going to mount pleasant for uh, mount pleasant versus loretto okay and uh then at five of course five thirty on uh friday uh on uh, WKOM uh, here, right here on on the station, we'll have our pregame show sponsored by or presented by the Murray County Schools and by uh, uh, Columbia Chrysler Ford Deep Job Ford Dodge Jeep <laughs> Fiat and you know whatever else they sell yes, out there. Yes. You know, they but they do a great job yes. representing the, the the community and helping the community. And uh, you know that's uh, one of the big things we want to. Uh, push with that is their strive to drive program that they've been doing now for nine years uh where they give away a a a brand new jeep compass oh wow to some senior oh wow in a in a drive in a in a drawing uh those seniors are put into the drawing pot by uh, a variety of ways they don't they, they don't even have to f- do a application it's uh through attendance through perfect attendance per quarter it's through a b honor roll per quarter oh my gosh uh there's a couple of other uh get your fafsa uh what's a fafsa it is the financial aid or the family financial aid for families services or something like i'm not exactly sure what all the acronyms is but it's it's the form you have to fill out in order to get uh uh, government loans and stuff like that okay. for school or okay. and, and for really any loan. That's right. the banks use it as as a measuring stick as okay. far as your need and all that okay. stuff. Uh, I think if uh, you get a certain uh, score like a eighteen nineteen or something like that, I'm not mm-hmm. sure about this, but yeah. you, you, know, you get a certain score on your ACT, you get your name dropped in. So there's about sixteen different ways. Right. And when are they drawing name. for that card? They draw that in May, okay. uh, in the last couple of weeks okay. of school so. and, and stuff. So you go through the, the whole year because uh, that's how you accumulate your weight. And, and, it, and these you know these these drop ins are done every quarter, wow. and they're done by each of the schools. Uh, the big thing is you got to be there to win. That's right. You, you got to be present uh, to win. So, but they also have a lot. They have about ten thousand. Uh, Ten or twelve thousand dollars in other stuff was wow. donated by other organizations. I know the the SROs uh, put in. I think at least one, if not two, uh, yeah. laptop computers for wow. you know for you to go to college with, and and there were several other merchants and, and services that that had gift cards for you know anywhere from car washes to services to yeah. uh, you know discounts on, on stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on. We, but yep. the, the, of course, the big prize is the car. The car, and it is it is not. Not a lease. Right. It is, it is not. Uh, it is not a, a rental. It is or a you know borrow. It is you get full title. That's so awesome. Uh, as as a high school senior of a beautiful Jeep Compass. And, um, and know, we're I thankful appreciate... for all of those vendors. We have an yeah. embarrassment of riches of businesses yes. that give to this community. Uh, and, I led, tell you. And, and, in this, and in this case, and in this effort, led by, by Columbia Chrysler, and we, we appreciate their uh, appreciate their uh, their help in this and right. stuff. But that's you know, go back to the ball games and, and, and stuff. We should uh, you know, Loretta's having a, a good year this year. Mount Pleasant's having a good year, so that ought to be an exciting game. Nolansville and Columbia. 
uh, you know, have, have been a close rival, or not, I don't know if you call it a rivalry yet, but it's... Uh, well, they, it was in the Little League. Wasn't yeah. it in the yeah. Little League series? And, uh, we lost to uh, Nolensville. And so they, uh, you know, but, but they've been close competitors now for the last couple of years, and... Uh, so I'm, I'm expecting uh, expecting two good ball games there. Uh, the uh, uh, later on into the weekend, uh, yeah, Tennessee. Well, okay, you know, the, Akron. You know, <laughs> they, they better roll. They better roll. Yeah. But, uh, but that's then, good. Uh, and then the Titans are, are going to Buffalo for a big, big test. Yes. Uh, after their little gaffe against uh, the Giants, uh, they've got they've got to rebound fast because they do not want to be zero and two going in. Well, right. Going into the season. Well, it's going to be a great football weekend. So everybody, get out and enjoy it. I do want to give a plug to another thing that I'm so proud that is in Columbia, and that's our Children's Museum, and they've got a big event. On Saturday night from six to nine p.m., uh, it's basically they're. I believe they're shutting down uh, West Seventh, and it's going to be food trucks galore to benefit the Children's Museum. So get your tickets Saturday night. That runs from six to nine p.m. So uh, go help the Children's Museum, which is an interactive museum for kids. That's so exciting. So, Jim, you got anything this afternoon um, that uh, you want to no, announce? Well, Heidi Campbell's going to be in town Sunday at the Mule House uh, for a nice little. I think that's a get-together, and And I think Mm -hmm. our mayor's speaking at her event. There's several other people that are speaking at her event on Saturday, so I think it's a fundraiser for her, right? Yeah, I think it's a fundraiser and getting Mm -hmm. to know the people, the constituents in the area. It's a Democratic fundraiser Saturday night at the Mule House So uh, for her. And uh, uh, anyway, I want to go back to... I want to go back to what we were talking about, Jim, on illegal immigration... And the and the and the planes going to Martha's Vineyard. So I, I don't think my 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 statement to that, Debbie. We don't. If we're not going to fix it, you know, nobody wants to sit down and and take that issue at heart and fix it. I mean, it, you talk about it, you talk about it, you talk about it, and complain about it, but nobody wants to fix it. So you know, it, it doesn't make sense to keep jawing about it when nobody wants to sit down. The representatives, the congressmen, the, the senators. They don't want to fix immigration. They want to keep that as a problem in this country, and it can be fixed. Well, Greg Abbott has the front row seat to the problem, Jim, and his constituents. Abbott is a clown. No, 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 no. He is dealing with a real issue of thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border and stressing the infrastructure. His The little communities there can't handle all of this. And it should not, if, if D.C. is not going to solve this problem, and Texas has been begging to let them go ahead and Texans finish the wall, uh, and that's not being allowed either, then, then that means all these beautiful sanctuary cities should should have to share in this issue. And I'm proud of him for sending them out of the state because he's protecting Texans first off, but he's sending it we to be aware. crime in Texas. Immigrants that come to this country typically keep their head down. They're not trying to get well, in trouble. Well, one cut somebody's no, head not, off this past week. They're not causing the trouble. It's the <laughs> citizens of this country there was, that's causing the problem. There was an Ill- there was an illegal that cut off a woman's head in San Francisco in the middle one. of the street. One. No, there's. Give me a mass. I'm going to. I'm going to mass number next week. Committing crime. Next week, I'm going to do just a litany of however many. I think that I had seen. There's some stat out there that said. uh, 
I can't remember. They gave the year serial killers stats or serial shooting stats on how many that that killed in one year, but yet illegal immigration and the and the murders that had been committed by illegal immigrants was, I think it was like 1,400 to 110,000. This is where we are, and we nobody talks about kill, this. We had more people killed in Columbia. That guy went up on uh, north of uh, Columbia and killed all his family members. That's more crime than happened by illegal immigrants. I think this stat said... I think there was 110 homicides committed by illegals last year. Okay, so all that to say well, is it's not that we're going to get rid of it all. More minorities than that. 110,000. Is that what you're saying, Jim? No, 110,000. You didn't say 110. I said 110,000. That is the number I saw. Number. So that's not a. I don't know where you saw it. I don't know. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to pull it. But I'm, it's not credible. Okay. It's so, not credible. So, Jim, the the thing is, is that instead of saying this is horrible, we don't need crime in our streets, you start comparing the crimes as if one is better than the other. There's there no should good be crime. no crime, crime, crime at crime, all. Debbie. Whether it's white collar, whether it's hard crime, it's all crime. Like our congressman up there in Nashville, stealing money, voting for vouchers doing all kind of stuff, that's a crime, and they get walk around with no problem. Well, I think that they've been indicted, Jim, as anybody should if they're doing that, right? So I, They ought to be indicted. Right, okay, and I think that they are. But, you know, again, but, we should say... I don't understand your, your take on... I'm on saying, I'm saying, I'm saying we have to vet, we have to vet, it is, we have to vet people coming into the country, Jim. And well, if they've they got, had an arrest record, crime. then they, they cannot come back in. People that are citizens than immigrants. That's my problem. You you want to bash immigrants, but every day I'm not bashing in country commit crime. I have it's to always been that way. It because, hasn't increased because of immigrants coming to this country. And wait. We can control who comes in the country, and if at least that saves How whoever. want to control? That's not your job to control. This is the government's job to say. No, save we are the, the government, Jim. We are the government. The people are the government, okay? When, when, it's not it's not some fairy sitting in D.C., benevolent government sitting out there in D.C. that's supposed to handle our work. We have a crisis on our border that is happening every day, not only to the people that are here if they're committing crime, but it's to the people crossing the rivers and dying. I mean, you, you Biden has let it be known in South America, come, 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 and these people are coming by the droves, and we are, are, are not meeting the challenge at the border to make sure we have secure borders for the people that are paying the, the bills in this country. We the want a secure border. Correct, Debbie, is they are people. If you had to leave your country, if you had to leave Col- Columbia because people was threatening your life and wanted to kill you and you had to travel to Nevada, you would go to Nevada to take the chance to survive. The most immigrants coming in are economic immigrants, Jim. They are not somebody that is being threatened with death. Okay? Most of them are economic. Yes, it is. There's story after story of drug cartels and gangs that are threatening to kill people's children, threatening to kill the family, and they decide they're going to take a thousand-mile track to try to get to a better place 
to have some hope. And they're paying the cartels to get here, and the cartels are on our border. The cartels are on our border, and they are seeping into this country. So if you're concerned about the cartels, then be concerned about the border. Because right now there's cartel wars going on straight across the border. What about the northern border? Let's talk about the northern border, that people from Europe and all other places come in and they don't check them. They don't give them a hard time. They let them in. They come in. They apply for asylum. And nothing's being said. Why Jim, don't we deal with that, too? Jim, I have. I, have you tried to enter Canada recently? I went to Canada. Okay. Canada. Well, it was I a... my credentials when I left Canada. And I had a rental car. When I came back from Canada, they never looked inside the vehicle. Are you saying you were handled with with care and re- and responsible at coming into Canada? You were treated as a black man, uh, just very respectfully by the U.S. government coming into the border because you yeah, had a I passport. Mean, they didn't check anything. I had a passport. They looked okay. at my passport. They didn't check the trunk. I could have had twenty people in the trunk of the car. They don't know. Okay, so and that's what I'm saying. The northern border is not secure either. But people come through every day, and and you see. People overstand their visas, and and nobody says anything. Why, Debbie? Because the people more like more likely look like you, and nothing's questioned. Well, that's because not true, Jim. Brown, I mean, Canada is a truly diverse country. Coming across the southern border, but, everybody's got their in a tizzy. Uh, so, so you're this saying a country that so are you telling are you telling Guatemalans you're telling Guatemalans or not, not, uh, anyone from South America, spend your money, fly into Canada, and then just come into the U.S. from Canada. Is that what you're just, saying? Just like just like people from Slovenia coming up from the southern border. Uh, there is there is a hundred, I think, a hundred and sixty three countries represented you, coming across the southern border right now. And I believe at the last count, sixty four, sixty, I think, sixty four on the major terrorist watch list was coming across the border. They, they've so, found Ukrainians coming across the absolute, southern border. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and they all need to be vetted and come in legally, legally, place. legally. No, it's not happening legally you no. know no if, if people are going to violate the law just like they do in this country no law is going to be absolutely 100 percent. that's why we have criminals that's why we have jails because people violate the law just like people from outside of this country they don't know what the laws are jim i had an I, ha- I was where i was in i was in the uk and i really wanted to stay and I had an opportunity to stay and work under the table, but I didn't. I was trying to do it the right way, so I came home, okay? Because I didn't break the law, and I did. I respected the U.K. Well, that's the end of the show, guys. We'll see you on, uh, well, Delk and them will see you on Monday. Hopefully, they'll feel better. I'm Debbie. Here's three dudes with a view. Bye, Jim. Have a good day. Have a great day, listening audience. Great weekend.